guys, this is Sam Valentine, a.k.a. One Broke Actress, here with you for a special bonus second episode of the week. Uh, I won't keep you for very long here. I'm sure you're super excited to hear what else Monica had to say. Uh, Just to bring you into the conversation, if you haven't listened to it, I recommend you listen to uh, episode four, part one with Monica first. Um, And we ended our conversation with chatting a little bit about self-tape, and we went into demo reels so with that i will put you back in with monica enjoy sorry about demo reels self-tapes i feel like are the new new thing i feel like self-tapes are like everything now yeah in terms of demos Mm -hmm. i've heard so many different things from so many different people and i every you know and there's like everything there's no right answer yes just like everything else there's lots of opinions correct Um, i can tell you it works so yeah, so what, for yourself personally, what strikes you well for a demo reel? Because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of little things that... So this is the thing. Demo reels now, if you test for a show, specifically, movie is a whole different story. If you test for a show, and as we all know, these days, that's the only way you can make money. Yeah. You, you do film, until you're a star, you do film for the creative, for the art of it. Um, TV, you do it. To pay your bills because you get paid in television. So in television, if you test, they want you, they want 15 hard copies of your headshot and they want a copy of your demo reel. And they will watch after your actual physical audition in the room, then they will sit and watch the people who just auditioned. They'll watch their demo reels. After their audition. After their audition. I didn't know this. Sometimes they'll do it before, but usually it's after because what they're going to do is they're going to narrow it down. So let's say five people tested. They've narrowed it down to three. Now they're going to watch the three people's demos because they want to see, A, what do you look like on screen? How is your chemistry with other actors? Um, what have you done? Um, and you can tell levels of people like based on a demo reel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's tricky. So when you ask, so what do we look for in a demo reel? Now, obvious, the obvious answer to that is, of course, we're going to put your best work on there. You're going to put your best work first. You're going to keep it concise. You're going to keep it to, um, you definitely want your demo reel under five minutes for sure. Um, but it's gotten, it's it's a different game now. now I think th- mine's like a minute long. Which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. And when I say which is fine, and I'll tell you why. Because you can have a five-minute demo reel of a bunch of montages of crap. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to make – it's that's not going to be better than one minute of one or two really good scenes. The, I, f- I feel the same way. I took – I had a montage back in the day. Yeah. And I took it off because I was like, you don't think you – you see me how I look on camera. Yeah. Which is great. Yep. But you don't see me act. Right. In anything. So – and I've now seen – there, like, I have a client who's very established, and he went and got a professional demo reel done. Now, granted, he has a lot to choose from, so he has a lot, you know, he has a lot of work. And the company that did it for him, because he has such a big, huge resume, and there's no way we're going to be able to fit his greatest work all in there, they did do a little montage in the beginning and a little montage at the end, and it was just to kind of show oh, he was that guy in Sons of Anarchy and he was that guy on this show. So it wasn't really more of a montage of just that. It was just kind of to like... It was like a resume Oh, don't forget. Don't forget that he was in this and this and this. And and it was interesting because you could see the different looks and you could see in a really quick montage. So is that useful if you've been in name stuff? I would say in name stuff or I would even just say if you're the type of actress or actor who typically can book a variety of different looks and, and, and types, but yet maybe you don't have a great, awesome scene of you playing, you know, a, a cowgirl or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, something that's so different than like you playing the modelly South Beach chick, but you have, you have a, a quick clip. You could put that in a montage to show, you could see what it looked like. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But there wasn't enough to, to put it as like your scene to see your acting. Would you put that at the end then? You could do it's it like, be- you like could for do example it for myself. Or the end, you can. For myself, for my real, like I think Concise. I have two scenes. I have two like 30 second scenes on my right. reel for the moment. And so I got rid of my montage 
that was like little clips of lots of different things of different but I see my thing is I kind of play the same stuff. So if you play the same stuff, and so so if you're playing the same stuff, and that and that montage was just more of the same stuff, mm-hmm. pointless. Cool. Pointless. That's what I thought. Pointless. So like I said, it's tricky because you just kind of have to work with what you have, mm-hmm. and you know everybody's stuff is different. I've had established clients, non-established clients, doesn't matter. Either test for a show or get close to a part, you know, even not even necessarily testing, but like, you know, close to a, you know, a big part, my guest star, a recurring role. And they say, send, send me the demo reel after their audition. So obviously your audition was good enough to get you to yeah, they that see more. point. That's they want to see more. So then I'll, we'll send a demo reel. And, and again, so what do we go back to? Demo reel has to be under five minutes. You're going to pick what you think is your best stuff. And maybe you've got, you know, hours worth of stuff but you've had to pick five minutes maybe that five minutes of stuff wasn't exactly what they were looking for so oftentimes they will call me and say do you have any more tape and then what do we do and and we've now because now that happens a lot now we're prepared for it but in the past, when someone would say that to me, it's like, well, of course we put the best stuff on that demo reel. Right. What do you mean you want more? Like, what do I do now? Like, what do we do? Like, and you're you're in a pickle. And so what I what I say to all my actors now, if you can, and over time you're gonna see, but in the next ten years you're gonna be like, oh my god, what Monica told me is crazy. Like, how am I gonna do that? And so you kind of have to pick and choose as you go. But as you shoot things, as you create things as you do whether other people's projects your own projects clip each thing and have it as a separate little link somewhere whether it's just for your your own eyes or Mm -hmm. whatever and have it ready to go and so what I've said to my clients now is if you can create a Vimeo page to where you can just put up a separate link this is my link from drunk history this is my link from you know criminal minds this is my you know and you can you know narrow it down and have it just your scenes that's not necessarily going to be maybe that's not your best stuff so maybe your demo reel is something completely different but we have that as a go-to in case we need to show something specific well you played a, a really hot waitress in you know whatever independent film we've got that clip that we can show if they ask for additional that might not be your best clip to put as your demo reel mm-hmm. but we have it somewhere separate to send Got it. I that would, would be a good time to use like a utilize like a website, which I feel like is kind of dated. But I keep mine for like I, I like one, pieces from everything. Yep, just so. I one hundred. I have one hundred percent. One hundred percent say if you can afford to do or understand, have the the computer you know knowledge to be able to to up to keep up a website because mm-hmm. a lot of people have to hire someone to do it. So every time you do something, then you have to call them and pay them to put up a new. You know that that becomes. Too There's much. so many, by the way, you guys should check out Wix and Squarespace because it's so, you can, you can do everything yourself now. Exactly. But Active Pitch is also, um, is, is a site that a lot of, a lot of actors use now. Oh, I don't know this one. So Active Pitch is, what's interesting about it, it's exactly what I was just telling you. So if you, if I sent the link of Sam Valentine's Active Pitch to a casting director, what I can do with that, so what, the way that it looks on the screen is... There's the, the actual, you know, what's, what's playing at the top. And what's playing is the very top clip. And what you can do is upload clips of all your different stuff. And then it will play in that order. Uh, okay. The agent or the manager, if I'm sending your active pitch out and I'm sending it for NCIS, I can select what they see. So I can oh. say, all right, when I send this, I'm going to click. So it's NCIS, so it's similar to it. I'm going to send The Mentalist. I'm going to send Criminal Minds. I'm going to send a CSI. And I'm going to send her independent film that's all playing something similar. Mm-hmm. So when that casting director gets the link, instead of seeing the 50 things that you have up there, they're just seeing the four things I selected. And it will start in order. And it will play. Oh, that's great. So active pitch is very interesting like that. The thing with active pitch is they give you a certain amount of gigabytes or whatever that you can upload for, you pay a monthly price. And then of course, if you add more, then it gets expensive. So that's where that gets a little bit expensive and you know, whatever. If you can keep it under a certain amount of, you know, 
gigabytes or whatever, then, then you're good. If you can do a website to where you have that, awesome. Yeah. Or like I said, you can do a Vimeo page. Most people have Vimeo pages now because that's how you're sending, you know, your, mm-hmm. your self tapes. So we can just send specific links. I highly recommend if you have the material for it to have a comedy reel and a drama reel. Because back in the day, everyone kind of just picked their best stuff and it would be a kind of mix of a drama and a comedy mm-hmm. and whatever. And that worked. These days, if you're reading for a big recurring drama role, they don't care about your comedy stuff. That's not going to help you. So we're better off sending your drama reel. And then sometimes, like I said, then they'll say, okay, well, we saw that. What else do you have? So do, you can do themed reels. You can do a reel that's all my kick-ass stuff, my martial Mm -hmm. arts stuff, my tough girl stuff, my whatever. I have a reel where I'm playing more of the, doctor the lawyer like the more professional people then I have another almost like having a different set of headshots yep it's exactly the same and I recommend it why because nowadays I'll send like if you get close on something they say send your demo reel and I so I'll read the character description I'll read what the show is I'll see what it is and I'll go all right I'm gonna send her regular drama reel I'm gonna send her her you know her reel that's got all of her like stunt stuff on it which is like your your tougher stuff on it because that role is probably going to have that stuff. And then, you know what? I like these scenes too. I'll send all three links. Up to them what they're going to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's there. Cool. So if you have material, yes. Keep it, find it. <laughs> Keep it, find it, and let's have access to it. But be creative with it. Sit and put together different reels. This is my reel of all cops. Which is really easy to do, by the way, on iMovie. You could definitely you could definitely do this at home. You can do themes. You can do, and you don't have to pay someone to do it for and you. And by the way, who cares? So if if they don't want to just see cops, great. Then I'll send the other link that's got other stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And you can be creative. We could do all you know procedural shows. These are all my procedural stuff. This is all my movies. This is all you can break it up however you want. No one needs to have just one demo reel anymore. And a lot of times they ask to see more. That's so make them creative. Cool. Make them creative. And you don't necessarily have to house them on like breakdowns, which is nice because nope. that gets expensive. Nope. Nope. A lot of times now they want them downloadable and they, cause they upload them to their own site. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, it's great to have them on breakdown. And I always say, do it if you can. Well, cause if, you should have them on there, right? Yeah. Cause you, you hit the first Ab- page absolutely. and the, the whole slate shot thing. A- absolutely. I mean, I would say do it, mm-hmm. but have it separate also. Got it. Definitely have it separate also. Yeah. So I feel like you've hit a lot of nice clientele stories and cool things, but what are, (laughs) I know you have some no-nos. So I'm a really nice person and I have a lot of respect for people and I always assume, which could be to my fault, but I assume that everyone else's job is hard, if not harder than mine. And so I treat my my representation in that way. So I know you have had actors who do not. <laughs> so why? Because you read my Facebook updates. Because we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm not shy. That's good though, because I want people to know, like, because some people might not even realize they're doing it. For sure. So what are some things that you would steer people away from that they might not know they're doing, or if they know they're doing? They're being kind of being shitty. So what are okay. some things that you wish so there, people so would not do? So there are a couple do? things. I mean, look. And I know a lot of these things are universal because I've talked to a few agents about sure. things. Sure. And look, so this is the thing that I, you have to love the job and you have to understand the job from all aspects of it to be in this business. Like we're all crazy to do this business, <laughs> right. right? Okay. So we're all crazy. So once we, you put that aside, as an agent or as the manager, we have to understand what it's like to be an actor. And if I can't put myself in your shoes and you can't put yourself in my shoes, then we're really never going to come to an understanding because the business is just way too hard otherwise, right? So I get that if you're sitting at home as an actor, because you're not sitting in my office, you don't know what I do every day, right? So you don't know how many emails, how many phone calls, how many yelling and screaming matches I have, (laughs) how many different pictures I've got to send, how many different demo reels I've got to send just to get one audition. Nobody sees that. Mm-mm. And I get it because I also don't get what it's like to be an actor sitting at home wondering, am I getting submitted? Am I getting pitched? If I am, 
Why am I not getting auditions? Like, so there's, there's a process that that's going to go through both of our brains. And so there's a fine line. I always tell my actors, look, if it's been a while, if we haven't spoken in a while, if you're just really like wondering, you know, what's going on, call me, email me, let's talk about it. What's that time period like of not hearing from you? Like what's... Well, and every actor's different. Okay. And, I, and, and I, I can honestly tell you, I have some actors that I talk to, maybe not every day, but... Often. Close to every day. <laughs> but I, under, I, I understand their psyche. So for them, like that's their process. And as long as it's not neurotic and it's not you asking me the same exact question you asked me two days ago and then the same exact question that you asked me three days ago. And if I'm not having to hit record and play and tell you the same thing over and over and over, mm-hmm. I have no problem talking to you. Especially if it's sane. And when I say sane, it's, it's, it's you're asking me a question to where the answer is going to help you move forward. If we're just talking in circles about the same thing that's not going to get us anywhere it's a waste of everyone's time and it's frustrating yeah I also have other clients who truly their process is like I don't want to know my feedback I don't want to like I'm good yeah like I don't tell me if you need to tell me but I don't need to call you I don't need to check in I trust that you're doing the job so I don't have to hi I want to stop by and say hello (laughs) like I didn't forget about you I promise you and so this is the thing actors we submit all day long. So we are looking at your face all day long. You didn't forget about us. <laughs> we don't have a choice. We can't forget about you. So we get about anywhere from 20 to 50 to 100. I don't know. It depends on the day. Pilot season is insane. Mm-hmm. But on the day, how many breakdowns we get. And when we click on a character, every picture of every client on our roster pops up. And we can sort it so we can do, okay, this is a female, so we'll do just females. But we're seeing your face. And we've just read the character breakdown, and now we're clicking on the people who we really, truly feel fit that character. I see your face every day, several times a day. (laughs) I promise. So when actors get really neurotic and, oh, I haven't seen you guys, can I pop by and say hi? It's because they're feeling like they're being forgotten because they haven't had audition in a long time. I promise you, your agent or your manager didn't forget about you. Now, that doesn't mean that you're being submitted because if they don't think you're the best person for the job, if they don't think that you're going to beat out the four other people on their roster, then maybe you didn't get submitted. And at that point, then maybe it's time to find a different place who can focus on you more. How do you feel about actors asking for to see their submission report? I don't mind. Okay. But I could tell you that there are probably going to be other people that will mind. Yeah. And those people who do mind, it's because they probably are not submitting submitting you as much as they should. (laughs) Right? About like once every like four to six months, I'll ask for my submission report. But for me, it helps me zero in on um, like, is is there an outfit I don't have? that I should, you know what I mean? Like, is there, is there pictures I'm missing that like, maybe we haven't noticed yet? Right. Like, right. It kind of completes a picture. Like, what am I being submitted for? And then I see if it just, you know, it's just kind of a check-in. Am I on the same page as you? Sure. Am I on the same page as what I should be? Sure. But I don't like, but it's not like. On the theatrical side. So for me, like, you know, most of the time my actors don't ask me for it. Mm -hmm. I'll give it to them because I can tell that they don't trust that I'm being that they're being submitted. They don't trust that I'm doing the job for them. And then they're usually scarily shocked. With the number of pages. <laughs> it not only the number of pages, on the theatrical side, I don't know how a commercial audition submission report looks, but because I don't do commercials, but so on on the theatrical side, and it's combined TV and film and mm-hmm. theater, it, it's all in the same submission report. It will say at the top. 1247 you know submissions mm-hmm. and then it will and then it will list them it will tell you your name the casting director the name of the project the name of the role so you're not going to really see what the character was but it'll mm-hmm. say and then it'll say the date and then you know it, it it has all of that and 
sadly, when I know that an actor hasn't had a lot of auditions, and these days, and this is really important for an actor to know, most of the time, just a submission is not going to get you an audition. And I'll tell you why. I have a very good friend who's a casting director who one day during pilot season showed me what it looked like from their end. They put out a breakdown and one hour later she clicked on like the top role. Let's just say like the first, the first of the 10 roles that she put out, mm-hmm. she clicked on it and showed me in one hour, the management and the agency's submissions, 5,900 and something for <sighs> character number one. Exactly what you just did. Oh my God. <laughs> is what I did. I hyperventilated. I was like, how do I even like compete? Like, it, what are you it's a do? miracle my clients even get an audition. Right. It's, it's like giving birth. <laughs> so, what it made me realize is that certainly just a submission is not going to get you an audition, even if you're perfect for the part, the casting director is a fan. All of that, because I can tell you right now, when she started going through the submission, and there's and, and she legitimately said to me, I have no idea how it's sorted. So when it comes into me, it's not sorted by agency. It's not sorted by management company. I, she's like, I genuinely couldn't even tell you like what this order is, but whatever it is, when it comes up, they start, they just, and they're, all they see is a thumbnail this big of your picture. This big. So when I tell people that, yes, headshots are important and they have to pop, but you have to understand that it has to pop. It's a line. (laughs) And so how are you standing out in that line of like 20, 20, 20, 20? And usually, because it's a certain character, you're all going to look Similar. Somewhat similar, right? (laughs) Like in some in some little bit of a stereotyped box, right? Because right. right? So how are you gonna stand out? So that's you're not even seeing the resume yet. So the truth is, is that if you have the right look for what they're looking for, you very well could get clicked on. Even if you have no credits. Mm -hmm. Because you don't see both of those at the same time. Then, of course, so what they'll do is they'll click through and go, there's a there's a red X, there's a green check, and then there's like a yellow, and it's like a maybe, I don't know, it's like a dash. So they'll start clicking, maybe, 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 yes, yes, no, 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 no. And once they've filled their session, they know they only have 20 slots. They only got through page one. So if your agent or your manager didn't submit and then immediately send an email pitch call you have to fight to get seen to to get seen meaning just to get seen in the list of who got submitted because if they if they know I have one session one day and I can only see 30 people tomorrow and I got 5,000 submissions do you think they're really going to get to the back they're going to fill it with their best shots that they see as, as they go. Yeah. And then they might take a few phone calls in the day. They might check their email and listen to a few pitches. And maybe they'll change their mind. Maybe they'll fit in a couple more people based on those submissions from a phone call, from an email. A lot of times we'll say, they'll say, you know what? We we filled our, our, our day, but you're right. I do love that person. So if... We don't find it in day one. We'll bring them in the next day. So I tell every actor, just because when you look at your submission report and you go, I was so right for that role. And Greg Orson is a huge fan of mine. And why didn't he bring me in? He probably had 8,000 submissions. Right. And he just didn't get to your picture before he already (laughs) filled the spot. (laughs) Timing is everything. It's and so it's not <laughs> just about a submission. You have to have someone who's so passionate about you who immediately sees that breakdown. I was like, oh my God, Sam Valentine is so perfect for this. Like, okay, there was five other things on the breakdown today that she was right for, but this is the one I'm going to fight for because if she doesn't get the other five, okay, fine. But this one, she has to get it on. I'm going to spend my day 
fighting for this one. Yeah. And I tell every actor, you're going to be right for a million things. If you look at breakdowns, you're going to think you're right for a lot of things. But a lot of times, I'll pick up the phone and call and say, hey, Sam Valentine is so perfect for this role. And they're like, you know what? We're going to make a straight offer. We're not reading anybody. Or they'll say, you know what? That role got cut out mm-hmm. of the script. You know what? They decided they wanted to go Asian for that role. Those are the things that you as an actress don't know. So if you have breakdown codes and you see them and you get frustrated and my my agent's not doing the job for me because I saw these six breakdowns I was right for, <laughs> call me and ask me because I can tell you right now that I can give you that answer. This one got cut out of the script. This one they only saw four people. This one was a list straight from the, the studio executive so you don't have the credits to be on that list. I'll give you the answer why you didn't get in. Yeah. It's about knowing your place in the business and working to get to that place. Or, you know what? You're damn right. You're su- you were super right for it. And guess what? By the time I got to that breakdown and I called, their session was full. Yeah. They'll see you on the next one. It happens. Which is why I also tell my actors, I have no problem with them calling me and saying, hey, I was in acting class today. We worked on this role. I think I'm really perfect for it. And I know that two people in my acting class are, are, re- are reading for it tomorrow. Because a lot of times, casting directors like to get you off the phone and they'll lie. We're not seeing that role yet. Meanwhile, their session is tomorrow and they're seeing 10 people. (laughs) And I love to be able to say, but I have another friend that's going in for it. And then they're like, uh, 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 uh. And then then you get your real answer. Gotcha. So for me, I have no problem with actors saying like, okay, don't do it to me every day. Don't send me an email every day no. saying you went through breakdowns and these are the five things you think you're right for. No. If you legitimately know that someone who you know is super similar to you, age-wise, age ethnicity, all of it, and they're going in and they're reading and you're right, call me. Send me an email. Let me, let me make a phone call. Let me see if I can get you in. Because that legit is helpful. Because like I said, a lot of times I'll make a phone call – or I'll call, you know, I'll call today and they'll say, no, nah, you know, we're still going through submissions. We haven't set up any. And then by the time I get to it tomorrow, they've already set up, their, you know. So it's it's all a timing thing. Yeah. So I have no problem with that. But if if you're neurotic and you go through breakdowns uh-huh. every day and you send your agent or your manager what you think you're right for every single day, it's what I do for a living. I look at breakdowns every day. I know what you're right for, I promise. I If you saw it on a breakdown today... So did I. Yeah, it's what I, I do. I saw it first. It's what I do. It's what I do every day. And, and so that, I would say to an actor, the no-nos are don't go through breakdowns every day and call your agent or your manager because that's what they do for a living. So if you think that they're not reading breakdowns, you have the wrong agent or manager. So this, and, so this, think is, so this and I'll take it one step further. I don't make money if you don't make money. So why in the world would you think that if I truly thought that you could get that job, that I wouldn't be fight, like, fighting like hell to get you in that room. Oh, absolutely. It just makes zero sense. I'm like, come on. If I really thought you were going to get that job, if you really are as perfect as you think you are, and if I think you are, you better believe I'm fighting for that job because that's how I make money. Right. That's my career too. It's your, yeah, exactly. It's my career. If I'm calling you and telling you that I don't think you're right, or if I, if I say, let this one go, trust me, Let's put energy somewhere else. It's for a reason. Why would I just say that? Because I don't want to make money. I don't want you to move your career forward. <laughs> silly. It's silly. Duh. Isn't everyone right? against us? We're so, so actors, we're all like, beautiful. Please take a – but be perceptive too. You'll be able to know if your manager or your agent's just BSing you. You're going to know. You know? You know. You know. You definitely know. And – you can feel whether there's passion. So on that topic, I've broken up with, with a couple reps in the past. Sure. What is the right way to do it? There's no right way. And I hate to say that, and I hate to, to, make, to, to just make mm-hmm. it blunt like that, but there really is no right way. And I'll tell you why. Because we feel the same way as, as, as reps when we have to drop an actor. And we're dropping, we're dropping actors for different reasons. You're firing agents for different reasons, right? Yeah. This time, 
I'm firing them because I just know they're not working for me. This time I'm firing. You keep sending me out on the wrong things. You don't get me. I'm firing you this time because you won't return my phone call. Like there's going to be reasons, right? As a rep, there's going to be reasons why I'm dropping you. If you are one of my, not only my client, but I've had you for 10 years and you're also one of my closest friends, I'm probably going to drop you very differently than I'm going to drop the person who literally called me and drove me insane every single day telling me that I'm the reason why they don't book jobs. Right? Which the fact that that's a thing is just... It's a thing. I've been, I was told that I haven't gotten my client a job in two years and she's still staying with me. It, I can't get you a job. I can get you auditions. That's it. If you don't book those jobs, that's not my fault. Yeah, it's, it's baffling. So... So really, I think listen to this podcast. Go on. (laughs) So I think, yeah, we can go different directions. So I think, you know, if if it's if you're asking how do you do it as an actor, how do you drop your your management or your agent? I think it it truly is is a what's gonna be most comfortable for you, um, and b what is your truly what's your relationship with your reps? Because look, some. Some people are just fine with an email saying, you know what, this isn't working and, you know, let's just move on and whatever. And at the end of the day, it's a business, you know. And I want to go back to this because loyalty is not always good. People are like, I am so loyal and that's not always good. But some people are okay with, with just sending an email. Some people if you want to keep that relationship with them, if you, you know, like if you have a good relationship, if they were really crappy to you and said something crappy to you, sent you an email, a text message or whatever that's mm-hmm. crappy, then don't feel bad. It's right. a business and you need to do what's best for you. And if they don't have respect for you, then you don't need to have respect back for them. Like let's, you know, and you can be the bigger person and you can pick up the phone and call, but it's probably not going to get you anywhere. So do what you need to do. Send an email, cut the ties, be done and make it, you know, but it, it just really is. It's a personality thing. It's all about, uh, you know, what's going to, how you're going to be able to truly have closure and move on. Some people get tortured about it. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Do I call them to go into In my opinion, as much as my clients are, it's hard for you not to have more than just a business relationship with your clients. You have to know them so well. You have to talk to them all the time. You have mm-hmm. to, you've got to feel for them because it's, it's not, and with acting, of, it's so it's not yeah. so, it's so much based on it's like a, a personality. Thing, right? It's like a and so for me, if if it's hard for an actor to want to pick up the phone and call me because it you know they you know we have a good relationship, they just want to move on. Don't waste my time and come and ask for a meeting and come and sit down and like it's a waste of time. It's a waste of everybody's time. It's gonna suck for both of us. We both. It's gonna be hard for both of us. And I know that sounds like it's the right thing to do because I have a good relationship with you. Don't. Yeah. Either pick up the phone, call me, and tell me. I'd actually prefer just an email. Why? Because let's not be emotional about it. Nothing's going to change. It is what it is. And unless you're begging me to fight back for you, which is probably not going to happen, right? <laughs> right? Then it, it's fine. Send an email. Be done. And it sucks. Just any which way you slice it, it sucks. Because it'll suck for me. If I've worked for you for two years and you've not booked one job and, you know, and you're frustrated because you haven't booked a job and I'm frustrated because, I, you know, we haven't booked a job. Yeah, it's probably best that we both move on for both of our time. Mm-hmm. But it still sucks. And I'm sure it sucks, I mean, equally if not more when it's, because this is what my a lot of my friends I know are concerned about is when they book a big job and then somebody huge comes calling. Yep. And then it's like, yep. you know, you yep. did all this work to get them to where they got to, to get them to, you know, like a CAA or a William Morris or yep. whatever have you. And, yep. and I know it's part of the business, but that's a tough one. I can't imagine yep. like... I don't know. I I don't know what that would feel like to, to put in the legwork. It's, that's the tough one. Yeah. And 
I've worked at the big agencies and I've also now at a small company and you're, you're choosing your future that way. So I know at the big companies, I'm going to have the opportunity to have bigger clients because they feel like if they're at a big company, they're going to get more support and whatever. Small company, I'm going to do all the legwork. I'm going to get them to that place. And then it's hard for them to have those people in their ear and not want to try it. And so I go, I, I go two ways on it because there are certain people that I will break at a small company. And I can truly say, I probably couldn't do the job at that next level for you because I'm not at a company that represents showrunners and directors and that kind of thing, thing. which the only time that matters is if you are creating product. If you're just an actor for hire, trust me, the hard work is the work I did. The easy work is once you got to where I just got you, now anyone can do the job. Right. So if you think going to CAA at that time is like, oh, they're so brilliant. Right. I could do that job from my bathroom in the valley in my house that is, you know, trust me, the hard work was already done. And so that's where the loyalty thing and all that, like, it's, I get it because actors don't know better because they think that the name on their resume, the little initials on their resume is what matters. Mm-hmm. And these days you can be at CAA and I can promise you this. And you could be one of, well, they probably have what, 2,000 actors? And you can be a little bit hot. Maybe you've got you've got some big show and, you know, whatever. But I can promise you that they've got 12 other actors that are probably are even hotter than you. And so when Steven Spielberg, who's on their client list, you know, is about to direct his next film, you think because you're at CAA that you're going to get a better shot with Steven Spielberg. Well, guess what? Steven Spielberg does not care what agency X, Y, and Z actor is at. He wants the best actor. He mm-hmm. doesn't care that they're at CAA. If he wants Johnny Depp and he's at UTA, he's calling Johnny Depp. He's not listening to CAA saying, shoving down this other actor down their throat. I want Johnny Depp. Okay, fine. I'll take a couple meetings with people at my own agency. All right, who you got? Are you at the top of their list? Right. Because if you're not at the top of their list, I'm pretty sure that when he says, I'll give you five slots, if you're not at the top of that list, you're probably not on that slot either. Right. If you're still at that smaller agency who got you to where you are, you're the only person that they have on their list that's at a level to where I can pick up that phone and call the studio and call the network and call Steven Spielberg because I've got something to sell. You're going to get pitched. Yeah. People don't think about that. Like, go ahead. You can leave me. You you are the only person I had like you, which is why I was able to get you to where you are. Hmm. Now you want to go to CAA that's got 50 guys your age, your type, who also have just as big, oh, you're on Grey's Anatomy? Well, that guy's on Game of Thrones. Yeah. You don't think about that, and then all of a sudden, now you feel stuck. But if I fire CAA, is that going to black me, ball me out of the business? And then people sit on these two thousand people client lists for longer than they should have because they're scared to leave because I already left that place. Now they don't want me back. So now what do I do? So I say, so when I went, so I said, we'll go back to the loyalty thing. Loyalty is not always good. Why? Because if you're being loyal to an agency or a management company because they, they took you and nobody else wanted you, but they didn't do anything for you, mm-hmm. I think you're a dumb business person. I agree. So <laughs> actors who sit in my room and say, I am so loyal and I don't ever leave my people. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. Look at your, look at your resume. Well, that didn't do you any good for the last five years <laughs> that you told me you've been here. I'm like, that was actually really dumb 
business move. I loved that about your story too, that client who said that to you because you were like, also thanks for reminding me that you haven't done shit for me and I've been working my ass off. Yeah, you just reminded me that I, let me pull up your submission report. You had, (laughs) now this is 100% a true story, which I didn't put on that, in that post, 1,298 auditions in two years, whatever it was. Yeah. That's fantastic. Not auditions, sorry, submissions. submissions. Yeah, and then the auditions, it was... In year one, I think she had like a hundred and something. And then in year two, she had a little bit less because she spent a lot of time out of the country. Did not book one job. And so when she put me on notice with her email that she sent me, I said, okay, well, let me, let me pull up how many auditions I got for you. Let me look up how many submissions you were submitted for. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good job. You just told me what a waste of time that I just did for the last two years, pitching you, submitting you, and you didn't book one job. Now, by the way, would I have considered it a waste of time had she not turned it around and been shitty on me? Probably not because I clearly signed her because I believed in her and I signed her because I thought she had potential and some people takes a year, some people takes five years, some people takes... A month. Some people, who knows? Yeah. And there's no timeline for that. If I believe in you and I continue to submit you and I continue to fight for you, it's because I believe at some point it's going to hit. But if you are going to turn it around on me and tell me that I haven't gotten you a job, then you're going to remind me that let me see how much time I wasted on you and you didn't, really? Not smart. You also just can't talk to people like that. <laughs> well, and then, and then there's just that. in the greater good of the world. And then there's that. And that, and that is, I think, again, going back to the it thing, that it thing you are, I told you, I sell people. How, what am I selling? And you've got to decide what you want me to be selling because what, how you present yourself to me, whether it's by what your pictures are, your demo reel is, your personality, the way that you treat me, the way you treat people, the way you audition, the way you train, the way you rehearse, the way you do research. That's all that you're putting together a package. And what kind of package is that that you want to sell? And you have to sell that to me for me to be able to sell it to them. And if you're calling me every day as the insecure actor, having to be talked off the ledge, having a chip on your shoulder and hating Hollywood and not trusting your agent, not trusting your manager and that casting director, every time I go in, it's the worst room and they have the worst readers. And if that is what you're selling, you're never going to book a job. And so maybe go do community theater. Exactly. But but truly (laughs) that to me, we can, we can bring it all back to when someone sits across the table from me and what am I looking for? And when I say a package, it's because what am I selling? You have to, you have to convince me that I want to sell you. And what am I selling? You don't, and that doesn't mean you have to have a ton of credits. It doesn't mean you have to be the most beautiful person in the world. If you have a little bit of everything or, or a lot of this one thing and we can work on this, You've got to give me something to be proud of or to be passionate about to sell. And it doesn't have to be a shit ton of credits. It doesn't have to be, you know, that you graduated from the top school in the universe. It doesn't have to be that you just worked with George Clooney. It doesn't have to be because just because you work with George Clooney doesn't mean that you're something I want to push or sell. And so, again, it's a subjective, subjective, subjective business. What I think is amazing may not be what this person thinks is amazing, and we just have to figure out what works. And it's a work in progress. Like you said, you want to, you, you ask for your submission report so you can see, hey, all right, how do they see me? Clearly they're submitting me for a lot of this, and that's how they see me. So maybe that is what I need to tailor myself a little bit too. Maybe that is what, okay, just because I think I'm one thing, maybe people don't view me that way. Let's have a conversation about it because if you, why do you think I play this role? Because I don't see myself as that at all. Mm-hmm. And so it really is, it's a work in progress. And so when someone sits across the, the table from me, they may not have completely sold me on the way that they want, they think that they are, but I can say, look, I'm sitting across from you. I think you're super confident. I think that you've got 
potential. I think if we just change this and this and this, and you know, you've got such a great attitude and you're willing to work, you've done this, you know, you've already done this. Now we've just got to do a little bit more. Let's try it. Let's see. You don't know. And I could be wrong. Yeah. P.S. Like I could totally be wrong, (laughs) but you don't know until you try. And so sometimes when you make a decision on an agent or a manager or we make a decision on an actor, doesn't mean that we made the wrong decision. It just means that we tried it and it didn't work. That's okay too. Yeah. But it's worth a try. If you get a vibe from a manager or an agent that you just really feel like they are passionate about you, they get you, they heard everything you said, they know what you're looking for, and they're willing to try, try it. You don't know. You know? Someone might totally get you, but they're like, eh, but I still have like five other people that are, I'd rather push because they just have more credits or whatever. Just because they get you doesn't mean that they're the right person. Yeah. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a level of excitement too. I feel like they should feel there's someone in the room. Yeah. Um, I have one more agent question okay. that people ask and it's a little more specific. Sure. When someone books something. Yep. Um, or i.e. Christmas time or something, how do you feel about gifts? <laughs> it's crazy how much people talk about this. Because really? Yes. In all my actor groups, they're That's like, super what interesting. do I get them for Christmas? Or like, I book something of this, like how this much money, how much, like it's a big open topic. And people are really? never sure. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So interesting. So when someone, you know, a client you've had for a little bit, they book like a, a cool job or something, or like it's a Christmas time and you know, I'm sure you get things from clients. Sure. Um, All right. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah. What's an appropriate list of the gifts? This is what I'm going to say. And this is just me again. Like you said, a lot, there's a lot of different answers. There's a lot of people. Okay. I didn't realize this was a, a big issue. Oh yeah. If you just booked your career changing job. You all of a sudden, like you've booked you know, some co-stars, some commercials, whatever. And all of a sudden you just booked like this major recurring role on House of Cards or to the New Black, whatever. Name some big show. Or you just tested for and booked a pilot, whether it gets picked up or not. That's a huge step. Honestly... A handwritten card is fine. Like, it, all it is saying is acknowledging, like, thank you so much for your hard work. Like, thank you f- for sticking by me for the last three years that you've submitted me 290,000 times and, <laughs> and I it had 600 auditions and I finally booked something. Like, a handwritten note, even an email. I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be handwritten. Just, just be sincere. Just, like a, just an actual like acknowledgement of like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like this is huge. I don't even need that because it, when I called you and told you you got that job, we probably just cried together or laughed or screamed <laughs> and like whatever. And that, like that alone is enough. Gifts aren't necessary. I think actors feel, oh my God, they've done all of this and I've not paid them one cent because I've not booked one job and if I'm going to send them flowers or I'm going to send them, you know, something. No, it's not. Is it a bad thing? No, of course. Like (laughs) I love getting, you know, like it's so sweet. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it truly, it is the most touching thing that I'm like, oh, that's so, but they didn't have to do that. Why? I know what you make for a living. (laughs) I know how much money you make and you just spent a hundred dollars on a bouquet of flowers that are going to die in four days and you probably were only making <laughs> right x amount of Your money rate is like 700 dollars, and it, it truly breaks my heart like i will say and i've said it I, my assistants will tell you I'm like oh my god like this is killing me these are the most beautiful flowers and i'm going to post them and i'm going to show everybody like thank you so much they're so gorgeous but you didn't have to do that like i'm doing i get paid to do what i do for a living just because you didn't pay me, I have a lot of clients and I wouldn't still be in the business if someone wasn't booking and someone right. wasn't making me, right? Like, I chose this business just like you did. Just be genuine. Be thankful. If you, if it's your thing and you find it in your heart that, oh, I know you went to University of Miami and I got you a, a really cool University of Miami hat and whatever, like, thoughtful things are always awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. To get something just to get something, I mean, don't do that. It's just not like, no, 
it's not going to change your status at your agency or your management company. They're not going to be like, oh, this client gets me the best gifts ever. Because I'll tell you what, in this, and this is the God's honest truth. I get more gifts from clients who don't book or don't book as much as many jobs. And the people who make me the most money and keep my lights on in my office, I get nothing from. hilarious 100% true I can name you over the years my biggest money makers I've never gotten a gift from but they know I know they're grateful I talk like I said when I called and told them they got that job and we're celebrating together like I know they're grateful they don't have to go and yeah they make a lot of money and they can afford it they don't have to go out I'm doing my job it's not it's not expected it's not expected they're doing their job I'm doing my job and guess what we're making money together which is the ultimate gift that's you I don't need flowers (laughs) I don't need a massage at Burke Williams I don't need you know a Starbucks you know gift card are they nice? Yes. Do we like them? Sure. What I would rather my client do, because I told you it only takes one, right? So when you get that one job, usually it's from that casting director who believes in you and keeps bringing you back and back and back till you finally book that job. Send them some cupcakes. That's yeah. going to go a hell of a lot further. I'm your agent. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep fighting for you because I make money <laughs> when you make money. That casting director, you know what she gets when she put you on that job? Awesome. From their producer, their director, their studio. We booked our, we, we cast our show. You did your job. They got Yay. awesome. <laughs> the appreciation from the actor that you have brought me in on your show 22 times in the last 10 years and I finally booked an episode, they truly believe in you in a way to where they can, they're changing your, your career as much as we are. Because I can very much say, you know what? Screw that, casting director. They're not your fans. Who cares? There's all these other ones. I'm going to keep, you know, we're going to keep playing the game. That casting director believed in you. Over the 5,000 people that were submitted for that, <laughs> for that role, Over the they kept giving shots. you, you, you giving you that shot over and over and over until you booked it. They could have given up on you. Oh, we brought her in four times. Still didn't book the job. Forget it. Let's move on to the next one. Old old news. New person. And they didn't do that. Oh, I like that. It's just my opinion. Because guess what? What you guys don't know is that when a casting director books one of my clients in a big job, I send them a gift. Oh. Thank you so much on behalf of Sam Valentine and Global Artist Agency. We're so happy. You know, thank you so much for fighting for our client and getting them this job. So I'm spending money doing that. And I have a lot of clients who will then, you know, will also then send their own gift. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And like I said, a handwritten note, a flower, you know, cupcakes, a pizza. During pilot season, let me tell you something. Those casters are there for 18 hours. And you send, you send them a large pizza, to the, which costs you, what, 12 bucks? They're going to remember. They're going to remember <laughs> that way more than the flowers that died. Right. That cost you 100 bucks. Walk in to that office and bring them all a coffee. Hey, you guys, I'm on my way to this audition. Can I bring you guys some coffee? If that's the 12th time they're seeing you. Right, like if you know month. them. Yeah. If they're like, this is the 12th time they're seeing you this month. Hey, you guys, I'm on my way. Do you guys want some coffee or whatever? Mm -hmm. Stuff that's not going to break your bank. We know what you guys make. Like, you know, but thoughtful. That works. Simple. Remember casting director's names. Keep a log. Remember the last thing they brought you in for. So when you see them, oh my God, thanks so much for bringing me in, you know, last time for blah, 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 blah. Thank you for bringing me in again. Goes a long way. I also feel like that's when I've sat down with agents and managers, one of the questions that I get asked most for meetings is, um, so what casting directors do you go in for a lot? Like, who's your fan? Yeah. And you're like, uh. And if you can't pop off a handful of names in like a couple categories, then people are like, wait, so who do you go out for? Like, it's. Well, I tell every actor, I mean, like, oh, I'm so bad with names. 
it's your job. <laughs> Put a note in your phone. <laughs> like if you're going to go in a, and, and take a big meeting for the VP's job at Google, you mean to tell me you're not going to know the person you're meeting with? Yeah, that's part of the research. And when you leave, you're, you're not going to remember that person that you just took the biggest interview of your life? There's a, there's a class at SAG. They do these all these uh, small business classes oh, for actors um, that are free. And they do one that's called like actor note keeping with Evernote. And it's all about note keeping um, on like specific offices and casting directors yeah. and like taking a picture of what the room looks like. So you don't wear the same color blue as the background and stuff like that. So it's really good. So if you guys haven't um, checked that out, you should look at the, it's called the, the foundation classes. Good information. Yeah. Those are really good. But yeah, I tell my actors, keep an Excel list or, you know, a Word document that literally just, you know, the date, the casting director, what the project was, the role. And then if you got feedback, if you got, you know, if you didn't, you know, whatever, uh, and keep that. So you can say, oh, the last time I read for them, oh yeah, I remember them now. I read for them for this type of role. Okay. Well, they're bringing me back for something similar. So they must think I'm good at this. Yeah. So good to know, you know. Remember their names. Walk in. Hi. Good to see you again. Thank you so much for seeing me again. It, it's something so, so simple like that goes a long way for yeah. sure. And again, you can see who your fans are. Like who who legitimately is continually, continuously calling you back and for what? Because that makes a difference too. If you all of a sudden see that Robert Ulrich has brought you in five times, but for very different parts, then you can really say, wow, he really sees my potential great if you're always going for the same type of part okay I get what what, how he sees me how she sees me I'm gonna eventually get this type of this type of role do you think you on the other side of things like kind of uh already realize that if we have or do you think uh oh I definitely do you already realize that that, yeah yeah but that's my job and it's my job to know like okay but you have to remember I also have much more in-depth conversations with the casting directors about the actors Mm -hmm. so and I can sense over the phone or on an email how much they the passion that they really have for my client. Oh my god, I love Sam Valentine. Oh my god, she's gonna get something, Monica. Don't worry. Keep keep fighting for her. Keep reminding me about her. If you know, I promise you, she's so good. Blah 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 blah. So, absolutely, the next time that that person puts out a breakdown, the first thing I'm gonna do is is there a role for Sam Valentine? Yeah. And it's unbelievable what how the mind works in that way because I do have a lot of clients but you don't forget things like that so the minute that I see you know the toughest casting director you know in the world a breakdown come out I'm going to remember the last conversation I had with them and who they're fans of because obviously it's going to be the first person I'm going to pitch to them because it's going to be the easiest audition to get it to get so let me get the easiest one out the way and then work on the harder ones so I always say you're going to book your first job with your fan. That's why you get that question. If you sat in my office, I'd ask you the same thing. Who are your biggest fans? Who brings you back all the time? Because A, I can see what type of projects they cast, what type of roles you're going in on, and who your fan is. Because if Wendy O'Brien's the one who keeps bringing you in over and over and over, I guarantee you she's going to be the first person to cast you. So the minute that I see a Wendy O'Brien uh, breakdown come <laughs> out, that's going to be the first thing I'm going to pitch you for. Because I'm going to have better success getting you in a room with someone who already knows you than I am fighting the uphill battle to introduce you to someone new. Now, am I still fighting those battles? Absolutely, because we need to make more fans. But let me get you in these rooms so you're at least getting an audition while I work on all these other people who don't know you yet. Yeah. And so when an, when an actor says, oh, well, of course I got that audition. Wendy O'Brien's my biggest fan. I'm like, no, 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 no. There was 5,000 people submitted. <laughs> and I had to call her 12 times before she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I didn't return your phone call. Who are you calling me to pitch? I go, oh my God, please see Sam Valentine. You love her. Oh my God, yes, you're right. I'm so glad I caught you. Okay, perfect. I'll fit her in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But we don't see any of that. You don't see that part. And we just so if you got that audition, part. automatically it's like, oh, my agent isn't really working for me. I would have gotten that audition anyway. Oh, hell no, lady. (laughs) Because it took me 12 phone calls, five emails, and getting screamed at for bothering their assistant Mm -hmm. before I got that audition. And And it's not because they're not your biggest fan. And it's not because they wouldn't have seen you otherwise. It's because they had 5,000 submissions. 
and they didn't have time to get all the way to whatever point you popped up in the submission. Right. It took your agent or your manager or both to call to remind them, you love her. You're dying to book her. She's right for this one. Because they see a bunch of people too. It's the same. Well, and I can't tell you how many times I've gotten, you know, I've called and they were like, oh my God, Monica, you're so right. And Sam was so right for that. But we already had our session. I promise you I'll get her on the next time. Yeah. And, and, And that is why I say you have to have such a trusting relationship with your agent and your manager and vice versa. I have to, I have to trust that my client knows I'm doing the job. Because if you don't, if you don't have faith that I'm doing it, then I'm not going to do it. Like yeah. we might as well part ways now because if you saw how many freaking phone calls and how the first thing I do is submit. That's the fir- the obvious thing. After that, I, it's it takes a village. Just on the phone all day long. All all day long. And I, and I can't tell you how many times the answer is no, and we have to turn a no into a yes. That's where my sales pitch comes in. But you know, that's the other thing. Actors have to, just because you're not getting auditions doesn't mean your agent or your manager sucks. It could be a combination, but you have to look to yourself and say, well, what does my agent and manager not have to help me get that audition? Or just where am I in the business? I didn't get that audition because the 10 people they saw were names from a list from a studio of all series regular caliber people. Right. I haven't done a series regularly yet. So guess what? Like no matter how perfect I am for the part, I'm just not there yet. And you've got to be okay with that because everybody has their place and you're going to get there eventually. So you have to have patience. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have to trust that, that your agent and manager is going to tell you the truth. So if I tell you, look, Sam, you've got to be patient. It's super slow right now. So when it's slow, the things that are out there, your competition's too tough. Yes, there's things going on. There's always things going on, mm-hmm. but because there's less things going on, they've got their, their pick of the litter. So they're going to get the people who have more credits. They're going to, right now everyone's available because all the shows are on, hi- on hiatus. There's only a couple movies shooting. So everyone's available. So anyone that's lower on the totem pole, they're just not going to have a busy season right now. When it gets super busy and everyone goes back to their shows and people, there's, unavailable, mm-hmm. now you're going to get your shot. And it might not be a ton, but you're going right. to get way more than when you were having nothing. So yeah, when it's like right now it's slow, but my clients with a lot of credits, it's not slow for them, but they're a little bit higher on the food chain. Yeah. But my people who I'm trying to break or I'm trying to start in the business, they're not getting anything right now. And it's a known fact that after pilot season in the summer, before all the shows go back, it's slow. It's going to be slower for the people with less credits, less slow for people that a little higher up. There's always things. Anyone who tells you there's nothing going on, that's a lie. There's always things going on. It's just where are you yeah. in the totem pole? And sometimes it hurts to hear. And I had to tell someone the other day, I'm like, you're just not there yet. Your friends might be going out, but talk to me. Has your friend been a series regular before? Is your friend recurring on a show right now? Is, just because you look alike doesn't right. mean, you <laughs> just know. Just because you can both play ball doesn't mean you're all in the major leagues <laughs> just yet. Exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you can't be. No, just And you'll be right there now. eventually, but you're just not right this second. Yeah. So be patient. But again, it's a fine line. You have to be perceptive and you've got to, it, it, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. There's nothing wrong with checking in every now and then. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, all right, I get where I am. I know I haven't had a lot of auditions. What can I do? Is there anything I can do? Because you might tell me no, but I feel like I'm not doing everything I can do if I at least don't ask. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And then everyone's working in some capacity. Yeah. We're all yeah. just trying. Yep. We're all just trying. Um, That was awesome. That was good enough. Awesome stuff. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of this week's second bonus episode of the podcast. You guys, Monica was a stellar guest. I just have to thank her again for coming on with me. Uh, She really provided so much information that I had no idea of, and I hope you learned a thing or two as well. In fact, you should follow me on Instagram at OneBrokeActress and share with me there what you learned from this. You should also be subscribed to this podcast 
And you should be subscribed to OneBrokeActress.com because I share special stuff on there as well to the people who are subscribed. It's all for the love of the game, guys. We're all just trying to uh, be together in this crazy world. So hop on over. And as always, special thanks to Maggie Zabo for our brilliant theme song. I will see you guys next Tuesday. 